Autism now affects 1 in 88 children, in which 1 in 54 boys, and the prevalence figures are growing daily. Autism is the fastest growing serious developmental condition in the United States that costs a family $60,000 a year on average, while the cause receives less than 5% of the research funding of many less prevalent childhood diseases. As to date, there is no medical detection or cure for autism. Help us at the Jayzo Modcast Network change that as April is National Autism Awareness Month. We ask all of you to join us this month in honoring the boys and girls who live with this condition each and every day of their lives, in donating to a charity centered around researching and possibly finding a cure. Any amount is welcomed because chances are you personally know someone directly affected with autism. Let's come together and make a change. Hi, I'm Melissa Ridley-Elms, and I won the 2019 Open Contract Challenge from World of Myth, Jason on Dark Myth Publications. And my book, <laughs> Arthurian Things, a Collection of Poems, was published in January 2020. And so far, it has received some very nice reviews, and a couple of the members of the Science Fiction Poetry Association are considering it for a nomination for an Elgin Award. So, if you're wondering, is this a real contest? It is a real contest. And if you're wondering, um, do I, should I submit? I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Well, do you want to be a published writer? Take a chance. The worst thing that can happen is you don't win. And the best thing that can happen is you do win and you publish your book. Go for it. My name is Walter G. Esselman, and I am the winner of the 2020 Open Contract Challenge. It's real. My book, Super Horror Max, I took it to a convention this weekend and was selling it. So check it out. Dreams can come true. Hi, my name is Peggy Gerber and I'm the 2021 Open Contract Challenge Grand Prize winner. Because of this competition, I can now proudly call myself the author of the published book, Stumbling in Crazy Town. To learn more about this amazing opportunity, go to www.opencontractchallenge.com and make all your publishing dreams come true. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Carry on all the way, Watson. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 88 of Lupa's Bits. I am your host Lupa. 88, holy moly. I was just told actually before I started that I have done almost as many Lupa's Bits as I did Myth Bits. 
So, of course, you know, tongue-in-cheek, <laughs> I asked him if he was planning on moving me to another podcast. Good news is, nope, you're stuck with me. So, all right, let's get to housekeeping before I forget, because um, it's been a long day, and I have a lot to tell you that's happened. Um, yeah, so, okay. First thing is on housekeeping, in housekeeping, for housekeeping, however you want to say it. Uh, Dark Myth Publications is gearing up for its release of Stephanie J. Barty, that's me, Stephanie J. Barty's poetry book, Musings from Me, and that is due out in May. I'm so excited. I actually, okay, I'll tell you that after. Number two, Dark Myth Comics formally says goodbye to Christopher Harris as its acting editor-in-chief. Now that Dave is back from his forced vacation, he will hammer out all of the any details needed to bring in a new head honcho for this division. Christopher will be transferring to a brand spanking new division, which we will talk about in a few moments. You did an amazing job, Chris, and good luck in your new position. New Wave Comics is preparing for the launch of its website at www.newwavecomics.com. The site was divined, good gravy, was designed by managing editor John Costas and is expected to launch the last week of April. This week. (laughs) Because when this comes out, we are in the last week of April. There is only one day left for you. Uh, One day left? When this comes out? Hold on. Yes. 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 There is only one day left for you to submit your pitches to this year's open contract challenge. So, go to www... I am not spelling this out for you. www.opencontractchallenge.com before 11.59 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on April 30th. That is tomorrow and submit your pitches. Good luck to everyone. Mythmark continues its weekly sales via social media. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. So I'm, I mean, seriously, come on, you can't miss us. Follow and like our pages on Instagram and Facebook and find out what kind of savings you'll get every single Wednesday. Our sales run Wednesday to Wednesday. This week we are pretty much giving away Vincent May's art, um, Chrysalis. And it is actually one of my favorite pieces. I am very excited that it is on sale. I'm going to get me one. Um, so yeah, like we, we put on something different every week for sale. There's t-shirts, books, art, you never know. So like go to our Facebook page, find Mythmart on Facebook, or go to Instagram, shop MythMart. You'll find us. You'll see the sales. Okay, talk around the Jays of Modcast is that my public life as an American nerd will be returning for season six. Yay! With a new host, double yay, yet to be revealed. There is a rumor that Kevin from Pastrami Nation will be this season's host. That's a triple yay. PCE has been delayed again. Yeah. I say that with a very heavy heart. With the CVO unexpectedly quitting, the talent agent leaving the the country, no, leaving the company, and the economy 
in the current condition that it is in, Dave decided to hold off to closer to the end of the year. There will be a PCE in 2022. We're just not sure when. So bear with us while we wade through these uncertain times. Um, yeah, and we need to keep on trucking. All right, number eight wanting to create a direct line with not only comic book stores, but the small indie bookstores as well, Outsider Distribution was conceived. Now former Dark Myth Comics Editor-in-Chief Christopher Harris will head this new division. Congratulations, Chris. It's a smart move. Number nine, the World of Myth magazine released on the 24th, so please go read and vote for your favorite submissions at www.theworldofmyth.com. And I do want to give a shout out to Jenna for her stellar reviews that she gives each and every month over on the World of Myth Bits. Um, now that the magazine's out, everybody who submitted in March has been anxiously awaiting to hear her take on their pieces me included. And last but certainly not least, I'd like to mention that Dave has returned from his forced sabbatical. <laughs> Yay! Trust me, there were a few things I was more than happy to hand back to him and not have to be responsible for anymore. And he is looking to meet with the board of directors in May and set up direction for the remainder of the 2022 year. I am excited about this. You have no idea. Okay, I think that is it for housekeeping. Um, I would just like to say that I'm excited that he is back. He is refreshed. He is renewed. And he is all grand ideas. And it's going to be a good rest of the year. I know that. I can just, I can tell. Every time he comes back from these forced sabbaticals, he... Um, has this renewed sense of commitment to the company. Not that he's not committed to the company, but um, I think the time away kind of gives him a, a view of what life would be like without it. And he comes back with this renewed sense of purpose. Um, and it kind of inspires the rest of us. I mean, we're all inspired to begin with, and we were all very committed to this company, each and every division. And when our leader comes in and he's just excited and breathing new life into old ideas and bringing new ideas, it excites all of us. So strap in, people. This is going to be a fun remainder for 2022. That's all I can tell you. Okay, so where am I? <laughs> it seems to be the question. Um, I think the last three podcasts, uh, the last three weeks anyway, I have been in three different locations, two different countries. So I am now sitting in Perth Andover in New Brunswick. Now, if you're from Canada, you pretty much know where New Brunswick is. We all learned the song. In public school, you know the one. I'm not singing it for you. Don't make me. But y'all know the song. And y'all know that New Brunswick is two provinces away from Ontario. There's Ontario, Quebec, then New Brunswick. Or if you're in New Brunswick, there's New Brunswick, Quebec, and then Ontario. Quebec, as I've said before, you've heard me say it before, and I will say it again and again and again and again and again. 
Quebec is the province that never ends. I did a video. Well, I didn't do the video because I was driving. Crystal took all the footage. I put it all together, threw it up on TikTok. And I'm just going to put out there into podcast land and onto the interwebs. I am the one that coined the phrase moose pusher. I will explain that in a minute. So she took all the video from when we left Ontario till we got to New Brunswick. And it was kind of like the scene from The Lion King where Mufasa's sitting there and he's got Simba by his side. and He's like, everywhere the light touches is our kingdom. We left at 9.30 in the morning. We crossed into Quebec at about 11.30 in the morning. We crossed into New Brunswick at about 9.30 at night. So pretty much all of Sunday, everywhere the light touched was Quebec. It is the province that never ends. Ever. You think you're getting closer and closer and closer, and then they move the signs. And I'm pretty sure, like I said before, that lake, um, Saint something do ha ha. I'm pretty sure it's laughing at everybody that has just come out of Quebec. It's like, ha ha, you finally made it. You silly fools, you drove through Quebec. And the my Google Maps was being very, 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 very weird and was trying to bring me down through the United States and then back in through in cross back into into New Brunswick it was having me like completely bypass Quebec altogether because Google knows Quebec you once you get in there you're stuck for what feels like forever um it's like there's like this this black hole called Quebec and Google wanted us to cross the border into the United States, go up the coastline, and come back in, in in Maine, into New Brunswick. And that would have been fine for me. I have a passport. It would not have been, would not have worked out so well for Crystal. Would have really messed up her day. She does not have a passport. So I had to use Siri on my phone. And Siri is this wonderful little British man that lives in, or, well, yeah, he's British. He's this wonderful little British man that lives inside my ear. And he talks to me and says the most wonderful things sometimes. <laughs> and I just, I have this this wonderful relationship with him. And I have not told my boyfriend yet, but he knows now. Uh, Siri will always be my main man. He gets me, he takes me places that nobody else has. <laughs> anyway, so I pulled up Siri. I put in her address and it took us the Canadian way. We didn't have to cross into the border. So we, I had Siri for 12 hours in my ear telling me what to do it was fantastic but um and just listening to him try and pronounce some of the uh highways <laughs> in, in quebec um yeah that alone was worth the price of gas okay i'm telling you but um he ended up taking us right through montreal now, Crystal is a little claustrophobic. She doesn't do big cities very well. She lived on the outskirts of a big city. Um, I can do big cities as long as I can see the sky. As long as I can see the tops of the buildings, I'm okay. And when I'm in a car barreling down the highway, I'm really not paying much attention to what's going on 
on the buildings around me. I just get through and get out. So she was having a little bit of a freak out. There was a little bit of traffic. Okay. There was a lot of traffic. Um, and they're all, okay. I say this with all due respect. Okay. With respect, respectfully, Quebec drivers are all crazy. They have this kamikaze death wish. And if you have an Ontario license plate on your car, you are a moving target. They will cut you off. They will... Oh, this one guy, okay? Little white Porsche. And we were pretty sure we saw him pulled over a few miles down the road. Porsche comes flying up. And I'm watching him. I can see him in the rear view. And he's weaving in and out of traffic. And he, he comes right up behind me. Now, I'm in the fast lane. That's where I like to drive. That's where I'm comfortable. I'm okay doing 140. Not a big deal. My car does 140 really, really well. Anyway, he flies right up behind me and he is so close to me, I can see his nose hair. Okay? I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's 140 kilometers an hour, not miles. But that's still fairly quick. Anyway, um... He is so close behind me that I'm pretty sure if I had turned around, we would have been kissing. He was in my back seat. He was that close to me. And I'm like, dude, where am I going to go? I have a guardrail to the left of me and a transport truck to the right. And I'm pretty sure it was a Jeep in front of me. I have nowhere to go. I can't speed up. I can't change lanes. Can't get out of your way. You are just going to have to slow your roll. Well, no. And the tractor trailer moved over to the slow lane, so it left a space in the middle lane. This guy came up so close to me that I swear there was nothing but a breath between his headlight and my tail light. If I had a swerved even just an inch, we would have touched. It would have been bumper cars on Highway 40 in the middle of Montreal. And then he wove, like zipped right in front of me. And like, again, nothing but a breath in between us. Poor Crystal's having like an aneurysm by this point in time. I'm gripping the steering wheel so tight. I actually have calluses on my hands because I wanted to run up his little Porsche bum. But I drive a little car too. And he drives... His, his little car was a little bigger than my little car. So I didn't. I behaved. But I didn't think very nice thoughts about him at all. There was some very, very, very colorful language. I even think we made up bad words. Um, and then we asked for forgiveness, but that's okay. Um, I think it was pretty much understood because, like I said, we got down the road about 45 minutes and there was a cop. And he had a little white car pulled over. But we were going too quick to see if it was our Porsche. But we're pretty sure it's our Porsche. We're going to go with it's our Porsche. That made us feel better. We felt good about that. And it was able to get us through the rest of the city. So, okay. <laughs> now, we have a slight difference of opinion when it comes to music. There is one genre that we do agree on. And that's rock. Whether it's 60s, 70s, 80s, we both decided we do not like the 90s rock. So she didn't have, she has a Google phone. 
I have an iPhone. I have about 15 adapters for an iPhone to plug an aux cord into, an auxiliary cord, an aux cord into to plug into the auxiliary connector in my car because my car doesn't have Bluetooth other than to connect to the phone to say incoming call. That's all it does. It doesn't play music unless you have the auxiliary cord and you plug it into the auxiliary outlet and you play it that way. I want to get one of them Bluetooth things, but I keep forgetting to ask my boyfriend what the heck it is because he has one. And then I get out into the store and I'm like, oh, don't. I don't remember. I forgot to ask him. And he's usually at work. So anyway, um, we need music. Now, she doesn't like the music that's on my phone. I don't have Spotify on my phone. I have iTunes. and She doesn't like change. <laughs> so when I was at the dollar store, I like to hold concerts in my shower. Okay. I like to pretend I am like the best singer ever and I sing to the shower head which is about two and a half feet above me. Um, I'm pretty sure Andre the Giant could have had a shower in my shower and not had to bend over to rinse his hair. It is way up there. And I have really good acoustics in my shower because I have glass doors. So I usually use my phone and I leave the one shower door cracked, but then I end up with water on the floor and it's just a pain. So we were in the dollar store. We were in Dollarama and they had these little blue speakers and they had a little blue suction cup and they were all covered in rubber and they're shower speakers and they don't take batteries. You charge them with your USB score. So I picked it up and then, um, I was taking Crystal home because I was taking the car Saturday because I was picking her up Sunday morning so that we could drive to New Brunswick. Don't ask. Don't ask. It was just easier for me, for her to come. She had already had the car. And I did suggest that Sunday morning she come and get me. No. It was easier for me to go to the Tim Hortons get her tea, get my coffee, get our breakfast, and then drive out and pick her up and go from there. Because I was driving anyway. <clears throat> so she comes to get me. We're going to go to Walmart, dollar store, and then I was going to take her to where she was doing her overnight job. And then I was going to bring the car back. So I thought I grabbed the speaker and I thought, oh, it's Bluetooth. It connects through Bluetooth. It should connect to her phone. Let's try it. It's got a suction cup. We can stick it to the windshield. So that is what we did. It worked great. Now we had to move it. Um, I'm going to post it on TikTok. I have a video. Darth Vader was not impressed with the new speaker. Now the new speaker is kind of shaped like the Death Star, sort of. And I have Darth Vader. He's a little like little hula girl, but he's Darth Vader and he's stuck to my dashboard and he's kind of on an angle. I don't know. I don't know why he does it, but he does. It's kind of on this angle. So I stuck the speaker just behind the rearview mirror. And it's hanging there and it's waving back and forth. And Darth Vader is aggressively beating the speaker with his lightsaber. <laughs> I'm in the passenger seat, so I got some really good video of this. It's kind of hilarious. Um, yeah, Darth Vader was not impressed with the speaker. And so we started out with it there. And the tick, 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 tick of the lightsaber on the speaker was really annoying me. And it was swaying back and forth. So it was really distracting. So we slid it over to her. And it's also very loud. So I couldn't hear anything going on around me except for the speaker blurring music into my face. 
So we slid it over. I licked it and I stuck it. Lick it and stick it. We slid it over to Crystal's side of the car. So it was farther away from me. It wasn't annoying Darth Vader. He calmed down. He's okay with Woodstock being up there, but he didn't like the speaker. He calmed down and she only had to hold it every now and again when the road got a little bumpy and it started, you know, bouncing off the window. So that's how we listened to our music. And I put my earpiece in so that I had Siri all to myself and it didn't, but I did have to put my hand up because she couldn't hear when Siri was giving me directions. So I had to put my hand up to tell her to stop talking so that I could hear. I felt really rude every time I did it, but it was the only way she would know that he was talking so that I could hear and she would stop immediately. So we agreed that our music of choice was going to be rock. She doesn't like a lot of the um, alternative stuff from the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s that I like, even now, the stuff from now that I like. She certainly doesn't like country. There's the odd song, like Tennessee Whiskey. She likes that one. Uh, but there's the odd country song that she likes. So she doesn't like country like I do, but we both agree on rock. We like 80s hair rock. We like 70s classic rock. We like um, like Ozzy and um, Motley Crue. Um Def Leppard, um, she sings Mercedes-Benz, um, oh my gosh, her name is right there, starts with Janis Joplin, see, I just had to talk it out, so we agree with all those, we could sing along to them, have a great time, so that was our music of choice, and it worked out really well, um, we decided we don't like 90s rock, at least we don't like... No, Spotify has these playlists that you could... Depeche Mode is not rock. Depeche Mode is not rock. I'm being glared at by my live studio audience. Depeche Mode is not rock. Um, the The 90s road trip rock that we were listening to was a bad playlist. It had really crappy songs. So when I say... We, I like 90s alternative. She likes some 90s alternative. She doesn't like Depeche Mode. I do. So we listened to maybe about 10 songs. We gave it a good run. And it wasn't playing anything good. It was playing like the B-sides of everything. Like it wasn't even playing the good Nirvana songs. It was playing the B-sides. Even the Velvet Underground, it was playing the B-sides. So there wasn't anything good. Um... So we've decided, we decided we didn't like, it's called um, Road Trip Playlists, and the 90s one sucks. Just so you know, if you're on a road trip and you've got Spotify, the 90s one, not so good at all. It's all the bands that you know, but it's all the crap songs that never got played. So um, the 70s one is really good. Like you've got Steppenwolf, you've got... Um, They didn't have any Dr. Hook, so I was kind of disappointed with that. But um, they had like Magic Carpet Ride. They had some Santana. And I mean, you can only listen to that for so long. They were like Rolling Stones. And again, you get about three quarters of the way through the song and you get, okay, you're done. Skip. Um, the 80s is really good because then you're getting into Ozzy. You're getting into Alice Cooper. You're getting into Def Leppard and all of that stuff. So it was really good. Like that was one of one of our favorites. And the 80s hair rock where you've got like Warrant and um, Loverboy, Bon Jovi, all of those bands. 
So those were the two playlists that were our favorites. And then, of course, she had her own songs in there, too. So um, we it was a really good trip. Like, it didn't feel like we drove for 14 hours. <laughs> it was a 14-hour trip. We left at 9.30 in the morning. We arrived in New Brunswick at 11.30 New Brunswick time at Crystal's house at 11.30 New Brunswick time, but that would be 10.30 Ontario time. Um, so it was about 12 hours in the car. Now that included stopping. Uh, we stopped in three times in Quebec to gas up. And that's only six o'clock California time. <laughs> Let me tell you, the time difference has been a struggle because normally Dave and I can work around the three hour time difference. It's not a big deal because I don't have to get up at, at stupid o'clock in the morning. So if we're up till 3 a.m. my time, midnight, his time working or just hanging out, talking, watching a movie, it's not a big deal. But now we're four hours apart and I'm staying at somebody else's house who does get up at stupid o'clock. So I try and get up at, like between eight and nine um, so that I'm not being rude. <laughs> so it's kind of weird, at least for him, it's kind of weird for me saying goodnight when it's like 11, 30, 12 o'clock here and it's 7.30 there. And you think, okay, night night, and he's not going to bed. He's going to go like do laundry and cook dinner and I'm going to bed. <laughs> it's like that song um, Car with Carly Rae Jepsen and um, Owl City, I think it is. I think that's the name of them. And, you know, he's, he said, you know, I say good night, you say good morning and all that. It's kind of funny. Yeah, it's kind of like that right now. Um, but we're working around it. Anyway, so... Like I said, everything the light touches was Quebec. And for the most part, like, it's not mandated you have to wear your mask anywhere anymore. It's kind of up to the business. And most places that we stopped at, the odd person was wearing their mask. So we don't speak French. Not enough to understand or not enough to be able to read the French signs. And all of the signs are in French. You would think on the Trans-Canada Highway, which is kind of like the interstate, they would have the signs in French and English. When you're pulling off at a rest stop or at a gas station, you would think, or a restaurant like McDonald's, you would think the signs would be in French and in English. Now, we have the same mask signs, and they say it is requ requested that you wear a mask, but it is not mandatory. Now, I went all through Florida, didn't wear a mask. Um, I did wear a mask to some places when we would go out in Ontario, because right now Ontario is a cesspool of COVID. And then we started, you know, stopping to get gas, going in. We weren't wearing a mask in Quebec because there weren't very many other people. So our last stop in Quebec, we were in, um, I don't even know where we were. I'm not even sure where we were, what the last stop in Quebec was. But 
we needed gas. I mean, I, I was I was praying to just about anybody who would listen because we were out in the middle of nowhere. There are not, not even a highway light, not a light in the distance, nothing but dark. And I'm like, where's the gas station? I don't see a gas station. And Crystal was pretty sure there was a gas station between the border between Quebec and New Brunswick and Edmonston, which is in New Brunswick. Come to find out, there is not. But, so I asked Siri, we're still in Quebec, I asked Siri to give me directions to the nearest gas station. Well, there was a shell about three minutes down the road. Next, The next exit was the shell. And there was a McDonald's. And I'm like, ooh, all of a sudden I have this urge for chicken nuggies. I don't know why. All I wanted was ten chicken nuggets. That was it. Didn't want fries. Didn't want a drink. Just wanted ten chicken nuggets at that time. So... We go into the bathroom because we both had to pee like racehorses. We go into the bathroom. We pee. We're chatting away. We come out. We go up to the counter. And the girl on the other side of the counter, she's pulling at her mask. And she's like, everybody, she's wearing a mask. And she's pulling on it. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know I needed to wear a mask. I looked at Crystal. I said, I didn't bring one. Now, she brought one. But she, her immune system isn't quite as strong as mine. She brought one. She was wearing hers. And... Um, I just looked at her and i like, I'll meet you in the car. She's like, okay, here's my credit card. Go get us some chicken nuggets. So she went up, I went out to the car. And uh, she comes out and she's just killing herself laughing because the girl was fairly ignorant, fairly rude about me not wearing a mask. And then she realized when she tried to speak to Crystal and Crystal couldn't understand her and she couldn't understand Crystal because Crystal speak in English, that... We aren't from around here, and we don't speak French, um, so we can't read French. So she had to go get her manager to come out to help with the order because she didn't understand English, and Crystal didn't understand French. And between the two of them, we weren't getting nuggets. So she came out with the nuggets, and she came out with two drinks, and we got our drinks, we got our nuggets, we got back on the road, filled up with gas, got back on the road. Now, we wanted, when we were leaving Ontario, we wanted to fill up at Cornwall because that's the last en route before you cross the border. And we were hoping that we could fill up and then make it either all the way through Quebec or at least most of the way through Quebec because when I filled up the day before, it was like 60 bucks and I had 600 and some odd kilometers till empty. Woo-woo, all right. If you're going 100 kilometers an hour, that's about six hours worth of driving. And I got six hours worth of driving before I needed to put gas in. It was great. And it was like a buck 74 when I filled up per liter. So then when we stopped at the next place, it was a buck 79. Ooh, a little expensive. We stopped in Morrisburg, and then we stopped three times in Quebec for gas. I don't know if they water it down. I don't know if it was because I was fighting a strong wind, batting me around. I'm in a little tiny car. Do you know what it's like when you get buffeted by a transport? You gotta hang on to the steering wheel. You're gonna end up rolling off into the ditch. It's a little disconcerting, let me tell you. So, um, we filled up three times in Quebec with for gas. So we crossed into New Brunswick. We stopped at the last place in Quebec and gave us like 500 and some odd kilometers till empty. And we only, we were only like, 
I think 103 kilometers away. We're just over an hour or just over an hour and a half away. So we cross into New Brunswick. And if any, if you've ever driven through Quebec or through the western or eastern part of Quebec and into New Brunswick, you have seen the moose signs. If you have listened to my podcast, you have heard me discuss the giant drunken two-year-olds that are moose. Now these signs, we have moose signs in Ontario, but our moose signs are much smaller, less aggressive, and more of a mild suggestion. Here, they are a pay attention, dumbass. They're going to hit you. There are moose everywhere, and the signs are bigger than my car. Okay, not much is bigger than my car, but these signs, er, there's a lot that's bigger than my car. These signs are huge. You know the big green signs on the highway that tell you what's coming up for the next five exits? That's about the size of these moose signs. They're huge. And some of them have flashing lights. And if the flashing lights are on, that means there are moose in the area. We saw one of them signs with the flashing lights and went, oh crap. I'm a little car. I will not survive unless I manage to drive under the moose. I will not survive a collision with a moose. So common knowledge is if you were on the highway at night and there are moose or deer in the area. Hello, King. (laughs) There are moose or deer in the area. You get behind a transport truck. A transport truck can take an impact with a deer or a moose far better than I could. It will just mildly inconvenience his day. Me? It would really mess up my day. So we get behind this transport truck and I looked at the back end of this transport truck and I went, oh, you big, beautiful moose pusher. And that is where the term moose pusher came from. And we stayed behind that transport truck. We rode that transport truck as far as we could. And then he got off the highway, the nerve. And then just before we left, I was pretty sure we were still in Quebec or we had just crossed into um, New Brunswick. I know it was dark. So it was somewhere in that area. It is the only time I think in my entire driving career when I have done everything absolutely textbook perfect. The only time I was, Crystal was impressed. Even I was impressed with myself. And we recounted the entire episode after, and I did absolutely everything textbook perfect. So I'm in the fast lane. I am passing a transport truck. I get past the transport truck and I'm still in the fast lane and I'm getting considering changing lanes. I have my high beams on because I am now the lead vehicle on a very dark highway. This car, it's kind of like an SUV, comes flying up behind me. Oh, okay. So I pull past the transport. I look over my right shoulder to my blind spot. I flick on my turn signal. I very gracefully make 
the lane change into the slow lane in front of the transport truck. I turn my turn signal off and I flip my high beams off because now the car that came flying up behind me is going to be pulling ahead and it will be the lead vehicle. What does that SUV do? It flies up beside me and right in front of me. And I'm thinking, oh crap, because I recognize the word police. Okay, I didn't do anything wrong. I was actually going the speed limit. I was actually dead on passing speed. No, I was dead on the actual speed limit because the trucks have to go a bit slower than the cars and they have a governor. So they can't do over, I think, 80, something like that. Anyway, I did everything textbook. All of a sudden, the vehicle in front of me that says police lights up like a Christmas tree. My heart hits the floor and I'm going, oh crap, I'm going to get arrested. I don't know what I'm going to get arrested for. I haven't broken any laws. I'm a very law-abiding, very quiet citizen. Everything, I have insurance. My Everything is paid. My plates are legal. Everything is, my car is legal. I don't know why I was afraid I was going to get arrested, but when you have a cop in front of you that has just pulled out in front of you, slowed down, and flipped his lights on, that is the first thing you think of. So now I'm panicking. I'm still doing everything by the book. And he slows down even more in front of me. So now we're on a highway that is 110 kilometers an hour and we are doing just over 75. So automatically, because you are taught in driving school, when a police officer pulls in front of you, turns his lights on. Well, he turned his lights on beside me. When he got beside me, he turned his lights on. That is an indication to me he is trying to get my attention. Then he pulled in front of me and slowed down. In driving class, you are taught that when a cop pulls beside you, flips his lights on, and then pulls in front of you and slows down, he is asking you to pull over. He is pulling you over. So now I'm going, oh crap, I have valid insurance. Unfortunately, the valid insurance certificate is with my ex in Midland. The, the, the insurance certificate that I have in the car has expired. That is a fine. So I prepare to, and I slowly start making my way over to the side of the road. And he's moved over to the side of the road. And then he takes off like a shot. And I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on? And I realize it's not the side of the road that he has guided me over to. No, no, it's the off-ramp. And at the top of said off-ramp is a tractor-trailer with its four ways on, and that's where that police officer was going. He was just trying to make me have a bad day. He wasn't pulling me over. He was just making me think that he was. So what do I do? I cross the double white lines on the painted median and get back on the highway and fly down the road. Again, some very colorful words were said, and we crossed into New Brunswick and said goodbye to Quebec. That is how we said goodbye to Quebec. Almost getting pulled over, almost thinking we were getting pulled over by a Quebec police officer. Now, I also found out from a very, very good source that most officers in Quebec will not pull over an Ontario license plate or an out-of-province license plate, but generally an Ontario license plate. Why? Because most officers are not bilingual. And there is a time limit that they have when they pull you over. 
And if they can't understand you and you can't understand them, they have to wait for a translator. Therefore, they run out of time. So they won't pull you over unless they really, really have to. I did not know this until today. So when I head home on Sunday, I'm going to go through Quebec as fast as I possibly can within the legal limits. Like I said, my car does 140 clicks very, very well. There's no shimmy. There's no shake. There's nothing other than the fact that you look down and you go, oh, I need to slow down a little bit. That's a little quick. So, oh, what a pretty, pretty view. My live studio audience is taking me for a walk and I get to look at the very, very, very pretty view. So, we get into New Brunswick. We get behind the cow pusher, or the moose pusher, because trains have cow pushers. Tractor trailers in New Brunswick, they're moose pushers. So, Crystal takes a little video of our, our moose pusher and she posts it on TikTok and off we go. We get to her place and I've been here now. Um, I'm podcasting on Tuesday. I've been here since Sunday and I'm leaving Sunday. So my next podcast will be uh, probably at home because I will probably do it Monday night because Tuesday, the day that I usually podcast, I will be in Grimsby. (laughs) Yep, I will be arriving home on Sunday. I will be unpacking my bags and repacking my bags and then heading to my sister's on Tuesday because she's got some work for me to do. So it's going to be, I, I, I think I'm going to be home for maybe a month between May and June. And then depending on when my nephew's graduation is and when, um, if Crystal's going to the wedding that she's, they've been invited to, um, I'm going back, I'm going to California at the end of June. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be there for a few weeks. I don't know how long, I don't know, a few weeks, a month, whatever. I don't know. I don't know how long I'm going to be there. It all depends. Um, I have a little longer now, but I'm going back in November. So, you know, but anyway, yeah. So it, I, I've lived in my apartment for over a year now and it still feels new. It still feels new. Like I, I'm still rearranging things and putting things in different spots. I rearranged, I was home um, I got home on the Sunday. I was home a week. Yeah, I was home a week. Um, and I was off again. So in that week, I did my laundry and binge watched Beverly Hills 90210. Don't judge. And, um, rearranged my bedroom. <laughs> Went and bought some new furniture, some new dressers. Um, yeah, it was kind of cool. And then, um, my so my sister is selling her house, and her and my brother-in-law are going to take the three small children, all under the age of five, and travel for like a year or so until Everett has to start grade one and Haley starts kindergarten. And um, that kind of put my mom in a position where she needed to find a place to live. So she called me tonight, and she's very excited. She uh, she found a place to live. Yep, she bought an RV. So she's going to park it for six months at my brother's from, I think, April until November. 
and she's going to live at my brother's in her RV. And then in November, she's going to either have my brother do it or hire somebody to drive said RV down to her spot in Florida. And she will winter for six months in Florida in her RV. Now, um, she's getting rid of all of her furniture and I'm very heartbroken because I do not have um, a bedroom big enough for her bed or I would have taken her bed. She bought her bed and the wardrobe which has a shelf inside the wardrobe for a TV and it's got these great big beautiful doors and it's got drawers inside the big beautiful doors and then it's got drawers like the drawer, door part sits on top and then there's drawers and it's just gorgeous and there's two bedside tables and they're big and they're chunky and they're wood and they're great I absolutely love them and it cost her like a thousand dollars for the entire set or more and she bought it at the brick but you can't just go into any brick and buy it it's like Leon's for you people in America I don't know if you have a brick in the states I know you have a Leon's don't you you have a Leon's big boy furniture store Ashley's furniture you have an Ashley's furniture okay it's like Ashley's furniture um and uh, but you can't buy it in the brick they have a special division that you can order from this set came from Italy it's beautiful it's solid wood but it's huge it would take up my entire the bed itself would take up my entire room um, like my bed right now is sitting on a metal frame and it takes up most of the room. <laughs> I can't imagine like this huge four poster and these posts are four by fours. They're not little, you know, they're four by fours. It's like a, 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 a deck post. <laughs> There's four of them. <laughs> and then these big, huge metal woven. It's just, it's beautiful. But anyway, um, she does have two reclining lazy boy chairs and they're small like they're small small i sit in them they're small i built them they're small i told her i said you know i only have one place to sit in my living room i can't have company i have to sit on the floor i have a love seat um so she may give me those two chairs because she bought an rv where's she going to put her furniture she's not going to put her furniture in storage that's kind of silly why would she do that um so yeah she bought an rv and she's going to live in an rv her and her little dog house on wheels and you know what i kind of envy her because she can just pretty much unhook and go wherever she wants to now that being said um she's not going to unless she has somebody to do the unhooking and hooking up for her and the driving <laughs> so now it's my brother's turn He's going to have my mom. And, uh, I mean, and it's her fault, too. Like, her and dad raised us to fly the nest, to go out and do our thing and know that we always have a home base we can come back to. Well, now our home base has wheels. Um, I mean, her that was kind of her and my dad's plan when we all were grown and moved out and on our own she her and dad were going to buy a, a pickup truck a dually and a fifth wheel and sell everything and travel they were going to follow the nascar circuit actually that is what they were going to do 
You just follow the NASCAR circuit, all the races. So this is kind of her way of fulfilling that dream. Um, she's very excited about it. It's going to be very cheap on rent. Like if she was going to, she was looking to rent a place and places are ridiculously stupidly priced and she would have had to have worked. She is al almost, sorry, stuttered there for a minute. She's almost 70 years old. She should not have to work anymore. She has worked her entire life. She has run, she's run businesses and she she needs to she she should retire she needs to retire you know like she's done and she's kind of broken she's kind of frail so this is good for her um but like i said she's going to have to have somebody drive it and hook it up and then she can just fly in <laughs> take her car with her when they take the tra the rv and fly in so but yeah i'm kind of i'm happy for her and uh, it'll give my other two nephews a chance to have their Nana back um, because their whole life she's lived in town. My sister's been the one that's off. And I mean, I moved out of my mom and dad's house when I was 16 and lived with my aunt for a while. And then I got married when I was 18. And yeah, so I haven't lived at home for a long time. I mean, I've gone back and forth when, you know, life has thrown a wrench into the works. But uh, for the most part, I've lived out of my parents home um but yeah so a lot has happened um since the last time we chatted and i think one of the biggest things that has happened um and i didn't want to say anything up to this point until i got um the final final word um, I'm now officially, officially said and done. Everything, all the paperwork is signed and the waiting periods are over. Uh, divorced. So there's that. It's, yeah, it's officially official. Uh, I mean, it's, it's been officially official. Like there's this whole process in Canada um, you have to be separated for a year and then it takes like six months to actually get the to get the lawyer to get the divorce papers to go through the courts and COVID hasn't helped things are backlogged because you can't actually go to the courthouse and file anything everything has to be filed online and um, and it's a waiting game like you file this affidavit and then you have to wait 30 days to see if it's going to be contested and then you file the next one and you have to wait and you file the next one and so on and so on and so on and the last one was filed and I got the email to yesterday um done yep all done so uh moving on <laughs> um I don't know what yet I'm going to do about my last name. Um, I kind of branded myself uh, as SJB. That's kind of my brand. Um, it's not who I am. I think that I may just keep it as that's 
a professional persona. It's like a character I'm playing, uh, but it's not me. Um, but my maiden name, my birth name, my birth last name isn't me either. That uh, that name has never been me at all, ever. It's just the name I was born with, the last name I was born with. Because that's who my mom was married to at the time. Um, and unfortunately, in the 80s, um, there wasn't this law, like this this massive law that my stepdad had to adopt me so that I could use his last name. You were, I mean, in Canada, you can pretty much use whatever name you want as long as you're not using it for illegal purposes. So I started using Harris as a kid and my social insurance number is under Harris. My birth name is Garris, not spelled the same. So I don't know what I might just, you know what, be like Prince or Madonna or Cher. I'll just be Lupa. Formerly known as. <laughs> the artist formerly known as. <laughs> just be a symbol or something. I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's like, who am I now? What is my identity? And I'm not, I'm the same person that I was last week. I'm the same person. Same you know, motivations, same drive, same beliefs, same morals, same ethics, same, you know, sarcastic wit that you've all come to know and love, most of you to expect. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's I'm the same person. So, uh, anyway, that's where we are. So, I have, I do not have Florida Man facts for you this week. No, no. No, no, I'm not in Florida. I have some strange, weird New Brunswick facts to hit you with. I have some bizarre New Brunswick bylaws that you may not know you're breaking. And then some information on Perth Andover, where I am. So we're going to wrap up this show with a little bit of that. So, New Brunswick is the only province in Canada that is constitutionally bilingual. All of the rest are by choice. They are constitutionally bilingual. French is spoken by about a third of the population, especially people of Acadian origin. The Bay of Fundy boasts the highest in the world. So, New Brunswick is bilingual constitutionally. Um, it has the highest and wildest tides in all of the world. It has the warmest saltwater beaches north of Virginia. You will never see me swim at one. I may go in up to just below my knee. Do you know what? No, no. Legendary salmon angling on the world-famous Miramichi River. Uh, there are more kinds of whales more often than anywhere else. Oh, right. And as we were driving down the highway... We were driving alongside the St. Lawrence Seaway. And I look over, and there's whales. I got to see whales. Whale. I'm trying to be quiet because there's people upstairs sleeping, but whales. And Crystal's like, great, great, road. I'm like, no, no, whales. And she's like, no, no, road. Like, but whales. And she's like, no, road. I'm like, okay, road. Whales. Look at the whales. And she's like, I saw the whales. Road. Okay, fine, road. And I'm driving, and I'm like, glancing at like the whales because the whales whales 
it's it's like hard. You go people go whale watching all the time and they never see a whale breach the surface. So to see one breaching the surface like that big dorsal fin, it was just incredible. And I know it wasn't a shark, so don't even I know the difference between a whale dorsal fin and a shark dorsal fin. That was a whale. And it wasn't all curved over like you see at the aquariums. It was beautiful. It was straight. It was just, just, oh, it was incredible. It was just incredible. Whales. Yes. Whales. So cool. Anyway, moving on from the whales. Michia Seal Island in the Bay of Fundy is home to 900, 900 pairs. Pairs. That is 1,800 birds. Look at me do math. 900 pairs of breeding Atlantic puffins. And then little birds kind of look like penguins, but not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here are 10 bizarre, bizarre New Brunswick bylaws you might be breaking. No howling cats. I'm sorry, King. You would be breaking the law. Edmonston, which is about 45 minutes from where I am, it's fairly standard for animal control bylaws to restrict annoying barking dogs. Edmondson's bylaw number 10R20112 A subsection 3. <laughs> and I know my live studio audience just went squeak. takes it a step further, decreeing that no cat owner may allow his or her cat to cause a disturbance to a person by its meowing or howling. I happen to know a 20-year-old boy that would find that law very, very enjoyable. (laughs) No loud phonograph playing. That's an old law. In Sussex, A piece of municipal legislation ripped straight from the pages of F. Scott Fitzgerald's Sussex Nuisance Bylaw 750-12S, Section 4, Subsection 1, not only prohibits loud piano playing, but also overly noisy phonographs. The phonograph invented in 1877 was largely out of vogue by the 1930s. Wonder how many tickets the RCMP issued for that one. Or for overly enthusiastic dancing of the Charleston. Because that is also a bylaw. No showing off your snake. I'm going to give this a minute because I know Misha just burst out laughing. Now she's gasping for air and all she can picture in her head is I have a really big snake. Give her another minute. She'll be fine. Somebody give her a bag of oxygen or something. Oh, there she is. Okay, she's back. All right. Fredericton, which is about an hour and a half from here. We're actually going there this week. Sashaying down to the Regent Street Tim's, Tim Hortons, wearing a snake, a la 2001 Britney Spears. That's a no-no in the provincial capital where section 2.13, look at that, they even had a 2.13, of the Municipal Animal Control Bylaw dictates no person shall have, keep, or possess a snake or other reptile upon the street or any public place. 
Fredericton isn't the only city in the province that dissuade. Oh, 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 I have to read it just like it's read. Dissuades. <laughs> Such displays, there are similar contain your snake laws. <laughs> There are similar, I, I'm trying to maintain here, I'm not doing a very good job. There are similar contain your snake laws <clears throat> on the books in Sussex, Perth, Andover, which is where I am. I'm going to have to tell Brian tomorrow that there is a contain your snake law. Sackville and Miramichi. Miramichi, sorry. No word on whether Venus, the Colombian red-tailed boa constrictor that escaped in Fredericton in 2015, was appropriately fined. I need to find out if they found that snake before I go to Fredericton. This can't be real. Okay, so um, there is a bylaw in Fredericton that says no bitches on the street. Fredericton's Animal Control Bylaw number S-11A stipulates in section 3.16 that no owner of a bitch shall suffer or permit such bitch to be upon the street or in any public place while that bitch is in heat. <laughs> Um, well, all right then. Number five, no hooting. No hooting. That's in St. John. Bylaw M-22, intended to prevent excessive noise in the city, dictates no person shall permit yelling, shouting, hooting, or unreasonably loud whistling or singing that disturbs others. No word on the implications of anti-hooting legislation on hootenannies or owls. No pigeonhole or bagatelli. Thus in St. George, remember that song in The Music Man when the unscrupulous Harold Hill convinced his parents that all the kids in River City were going to be led astray by playing pool? You know, there's trouble right here in River City. <laughs> Yes, I know that song. My mom and I sing it often. The town of St. George was listening. Bylaw number 11, enacted in 1974, dictates that no person, firm, or corporation shall operate, maintain, or conduct a pool, billiard, or a bagatelle or pigeonhole table open to the public without a license. Unlicensed pool tables? Okay. Bagatelle and pigeonhole, on the other hand? The good people of St. George are probably safe from the corrupting influence of these old-timey games. No circuses in the park? Isn't that where they're supposed to be held? Where would you hold them? Sackville? Nakawick? I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. Hey, you clowns, get back into your tiny little car. Hey, now and head back where you came from. Setting up a big top in a public green space is strongly discouraged in both Sackville and Nakawick. Bylaw number 236 regulating the use of public parks in Sackville states no person shall use a park or any part thereof for the purpose of holding or carrying on a fair, carnival, bazaar, or circus. 
Oh, this one's just ridiculous. No mature trick-or-treaters. Yep. Bathurst. Until September 2017, it was illegal for Bathurst teens over the age of 14 to parade door-to-door -door and no little ghosties or ghoulies were allowed, allowed out past 7 p.m. After the rules sparked controversy, the curfew was extended to 8 p.m. But the bylaw still states no persons over the age of 16 years shall take part in door-to-door -door soliciting, trick-or-treating, in the city of Bathurst. Boo. No splashing pedestrians. <laughs> okay, you know what? I might have to get behind this bylaw. How many times, I don't know, I can't tell you how many times I've been walking down the street and some doofus in a Toyota comes ripping by me and hits that puddle and the next thing you know, I'm soaking wet. Moncton. Hitting the gas and drenching pedestrians is such a certified jerk move that it's actually against the law in Moncton. Section 2H of Moncton's Use of Street Bylaws states the person shall drive a motor vehicle states no person shall drive a motor vehicle on any street so as to splash water, mud, or snow on a pedestrian. The no splashing law is also on the books in Charlatan. If reported, the driver can be fined up to $175. No excessive garage sales. Edmonston again. New, Brunswick, New Brunswick's love for good deals is well documented. I've seen but Edmonston residents better not love them too much. Section 10D of bylaw number 13R 2014. I bet you it was written in 2014 because I know how bylaw policy numbers are written. At least for the company I work for. Has restricted guidelines on a number of garage sales a household may hold over the course of a year. You can have two. No more. You've been warned. And that is 10 Bizarre New Brunswick Bylaws. Now, the little town that I happen to be staying in is called Perth Andover. And it has a population of, as of 2016, of 1,590. Now, if that number still stands, as of last year, it was 1,592, plus two dogs. And it's a village in Victoria County, New Brunswick. Take a look below for 20 fascinating and fun facts about Perth Andover. Okay, so the village is divided by the St. John River, with Perth on the east bank and Andover on the west bank. Each was a separate community until municipal, municipal amalgamation in 1966. Perth Andover's population meets the requirements for town status under the Provincial Municipalities Act. However, it is not applied to change from village des de designation. So it... it is big enough to be a town, but it still goes by the word village. Andover was originally called Little Tobik. The community was given the name Andover from the town in England. Much of Andover's original land grants were to English soldiers and loyalists from the American Revolution. <laughs> Much of Perth, originally called Larley, was originally part of the territory of the Tobik First Nation, whose reserve was established in 1801 at the band's request. Due to squatters, the First Nation were forced to surrender a total of 2,539 acres, 
much of it in Perth Andover. In 1878, the New Brunswick Railway opened its line through the community connecting Fredericton to Edmonston, crossing the river from the east bank at Perth to the west bank at Andover. I've seen that one. In 1890, the NBR was released by the Canadian Pacific Railway in 1894 to the Tobik Valley Railway, constructed a line from a junction with the CPR to Perth to Plaster Rock. I was in Plaster Rock yesterday, and it was leased by CPR in 1897. Until the end of county government in New Brunswick in 1966, Andover was the Shire town of Victoria County, where all the little hobbits lived. So, we're in Perth, and Andover is on the other side, I believe. So, the hobbits live on the other side of the river, the St. John River. In March 1987, the spring freshest freshet caused several severe ice jams on the St. John River upstream of the railway bridge in Perth-Andover, and people still talk about that today. On the night of April 1st, 1987, an extremely high water level forced residents to evacuate, including a senior's home and the hospital, which I found out yesterday is only open till 6 p.m. So if you happen to hurt yourself after 6 p.m., you'll have to wait till the morning to go to emerge. Yep. Found this out as we were building the gazebo frame to make a greenhouse. And Crystal told me that if I hurt myself, I have to wait till tomorrow if it is after 6 p.m. It was not, but that's okay. The morning of April 2nd, 1987, the Canadian Pacific Railway Bridge was demolished by the large ice jam. That's a lot of ice to take out a railway bridge. And many buildings and homes along the river in Perth Andover were flooded. The destruction of the railway bridge cut off CP Rail's network north of Perth from the railway lines to the northern part of the western New Brunswick. This contributed to CP Rail's abandonment of these rural branch lines, which were considered unprofitable by the railway. CP Rail tried to blame New Brunswick Power for failing to control water discharges from its hydroelectric dams on the river. I saw one of those dams today. Oh my goodness, just the raw power of this water. They had the dam open today, so the water was just rushing and swirling, and it was like Niagara Falls, but on a much smaller scale. <laughs> it was really good. And you could hear the roar before you actually crossed over it. And I found out they have zip lining. You can zip line over the dam. It's called zipzag. I might look into it, you know. By the early 1990s, the railroad had ended railway from the northern end of the St. John River Valley. In 2009, the Canadian government accepted the Tobik specific land claim of 10,533 acres for negotiation. This relates to the 1892 surrender, which the First Nation claims is invalid due to the failure of the government to get approval by order of council. Now, for those of you that don't know, our government is not like our gov the government in Canada, the governmental system in Canada, how voting is done is not the same as in America. You have, I think it's the, the college of the electoral college. Our governmental system is run on what's called a Westminster governmental system. Look it up. Google it. Anyway, Settlement of the claim will result in compensation. Existing landowners will not be affected. 
the government and the Tobik First Nation have three years to negotiate a settlement. On March 23, 2012, a high spring freshet coupled with an ice jam caused a rise in water levels surpassing those in the 1987 flood. A mandatory evacuation... Wow. And then I'm almost done. A mandatory evacuation order was issued and about 500 people were affected. They're still talking about that one today too. Perth Andover Electric Light Commission is one of three municipal power utilities left in New Brunswick and the only one completely independent of New Brunswick power. The residents of the municipality pay the lowest power rates in the province. Perth Andover is host to the annual Gathering of the Scots Festival at Veterans Field on the last weekend in May and Larley Creek and the Larley Creek Hullabaloo. Yes, that is what it is called. Larley Creek Hullabaloo. In August, held at Baird's Fairground. Other major events in the village are the Tough Muck Challenge. Ooh, that sounds like a goal. On the last Saturday in July and the Dam Run Marathon on the first Saturday in October. Well, since I'm doing Couch to 5K, you never know. The village of Perth Andover has recently completed installing a 10-boat marina facility and beginning in the summer of 2018, we'll be renting out kayaks, paddleboards, canoes, pedal boats, and bicycles. I'm pretty sure they're already doing that since it's 2022. All right, so those are your fascinating and fun facts about Perth Andover. Um, right now it is a crisp 8 degrees Celsius which is, I have no idea what that is in Fahrenheit. I'm in Canada. All I need to know is it's cold. All right, let's switch it over to Fahrenheit for my American listeners. That would be 44 degrees Fahrenheit. Yep, my California boy's going, nope. (laughs) Well, guess what, honey? It's 44 degrees here. It is 33 degrees in Sutton. Nope. Nope, right? That's a big nope from you. It is 65 degrees in California. There are hotels, and they're generally three-star, averaging $168 a night, and the five-star, averaging $137 a night. Now, go figure that one. A three-star hotel is $168 a night, but a five-star is $137 a night. Apparently, you're not paying for quality. Oh, it's also 77% humidity. Um, Local time? Tuesday at 11.07 p.m. That's when this was. That's not right. (laughs) Because it is not. Uh, New Brunswick is known for... It's the largest of Canada's three maritime provinces. It's known for its huge, untouched wilderness. Lobsters? and the mighty Bay of Fundy. You'll also find salmon-rich rivers, lush forests, and pristine beaches. Uh, What else? What else can I tell you? I've already told you all those. I think that's pretty much it. I think we're, we're done for today. Yeah, 
I guess time I wrap this up because now I have to try and sneak upstairs. And I know Willow is going to bark. It's just, it's going to be a thing. Um, but I'm going to try and I'm not taking my any of my equipment down tonight. I'm going to leave it up till tomorrow. I'm just going to grab my phone, my portable boyfriend holder, a.k.a. ring light, and kind of tiptoe my way upstairs, turn everything off. Like, I've left the, we left the TV on in the living room so that she wouldn't hear us in here and bark the whole time I was podcasting. Oh, hear me. There is no us. It's just me. Um, but once I shut everything down, I'm going to have to be very quiet until I get upstairs. So I'm going to say goodnight to everybody now. I hope you all had a good time on the show. And um, I hope you all buy my book when it comes out. It's coming out in May. It's called Musings from Me. And it is an alphabetic, alphabetical, chaotic roller coaster of a ride. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty much how it's like 20 years of poetry. Um, and if you follow it through, you can see how I've kind of changed and grown and morphed and dealt with certain emotional situations and mental health and trauma and joys and all of that stuff. It's all there. So, all right, everybody. I hope you all have had a good week and I will talk to you all hopefully next week. Um, I'm not going to make any promises. I'm not exactly sure if I'm going to be able to pull off a podcast Monday night. We will try our hardest. Um, if the live studio audience is willing, we will be here. If not, we will still try and be here. Uh, Tuesday, I will be at my sister's. I might be able to podcast Tuesday night. Not entirely sure, but yeah. So anyway, I am off to bed now. I hope you all have a good week. I'll catch you all later. Remember, wash your hands. Wear your mask if you're feeling uncomfortable. Don't lick shit. And be kind to each other. And be gentle with yourself. All right, everybody. Have a good week. See ya. Carry on all the way, Watson. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry.